Accidental Fuel, the podcast that focuses on what no one else is talking about. Mistakes. The dental world is full of before and afters, and no one is talking about the middle. Dental Fuel brings you the unspoken in between. Our conversation with Dr. Chen continues where we talk more about digital dentistry and a financial mistake that he's made. Let's listen in. And and on that topic of you know, finances and financial mm-hmm. mistakes, in addition to that shiny, expensive trophy that you purchased, what other financial mistakes have you found that you have made in your time of practice? Um, again, mistake. I'm trying to think of what I wouldn't do again. Um, well, that's a tough one. Um, financial burden if you will would be a mistake right so like i would say so signing into a contract of an equity associate agreement has led me to one of my larger financial burdens if you will Uh, i won't do it again so therefore it's not technically a mistake right Uh, but Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it, it did definitely hurt my career early on when i signed an associate agreement that had equity and i would i would caution and i have actually i do recruit from two different universities and I'm available to all those students. I said, look, before you sign a contract, I know you're going to hire people to go through it and all that, but you know, I'm available as a second opinion, if you will. I'm not an expert, I'm not a lawyer, but if I see some red flags, which I learned through my experience, I'm going to share them with you and take it mm-hmm. for what it's worth. I'm not a, I'm not a consultant, please. You know, people say, why don't you consult? I say, because well, I should reserve that, but because if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay me money, I don't do so well when you don't listen. So it's like, you know, I'd rather do it for free. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, one of the financial burdens that we cause for ourselves as, as dentists is sometimes we get into contracts that, that can be quite costly, quite costly. And I think that's one of my biggest hurdles, if you will, that I've had to deal with early on in my career. And I don't think I'd do that again. And I encourage my associates why we don't do it that way why you shouldn't do that way moving forward. And if you ever want to own your own practice, there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to know what you signed up for. I didn't know what I was signing up for. Okay. And Mm -hmm. quite frankly, I don't think anybody in that particular situation knew what we're getting into. Um, But I I do, you know, if I had something to say about a finance, don't create financial burdens through contracts for yourself. Could you expand a little bit about what that experience was for you? Yeah. So when you associate with a, a, an owner uh, practice, uh, there's things that you need to be careful of. I mean, obviously everybody knows restricted covenants, right? Be honor, honorable of that because you're just trying to protect their entity and, and, and vice versa. You need to protect yourself as well. Definitely stay outside of your restricted covenant, which I, you know, I, I go by, you know, I respect everything that I say and sign on a contract, but if it's set up to where equity is involved, in other words, hey, I'm, I'm going to sell you my practice at some point. Okay. In the meantime, I need you to pay into an escrow account. Mm. But why would I do that? Right? Mm. So to expand on that, why would you put hard-earned money equity into an account that there is no definite plan that that's actually going to go through? And when that exits, understand the consequences of putting that money in that account. So... For those that may be listening and experiencing these equity associate agreements, I would say take a second look. Why not just date? Why don't you just work for the person for a percentage and be done? And if you guys are that well of a match and you want to get married, okay, start the marriage talk. Mm-hmm. 
But until then, there's no marriage talk. So I guess to be, hopefully that sheds a little bit of light. Somebody may be listening like, wow, equity associate agreement. I preach against it, quite honestly. Everybody I meet, if they're into that sort of thing, hey, all I can tell you is it didn't work out for me. I'm just Mm -hmm. one person. I'd love to hear everybody else's experience. Yeah, I'm surprised that that's still going on. Um, and I'm assuming that it probably is, but I, I, I definitely thought that that was a thing of the past. But man, what a, yeah, that, that's just a tricky way to get somebody kind of suckered into a situation that you can't get out of. Yeah, I hope they're not doing it anymore. Of course, I graduated in 2001, so it's been a while, but I do well, hear a couple of things. Well, yeah, and it's so I hear, I hear it because, like I said, I go to the dental schools at least. Uh, at least once a year on that particular campus and twice a year on another. But, um, you know, I hear these things, mostly I'm hearing corporate now and mm. I've studied that quite a bit and, and, you know, corporate, corporate's a different animal, you know, and it truly is. Yeah. It's just not what I, I mean. People look at a 17 share practice and say, Oh, he went corporate. No, I didn't actually. So anyway, equity associate agreement is probably one of the biggest financial burdens someone could take on. Yeah, a scary one for sure. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Continue listening to our conversation next week where we talk about tea mistakes. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Dental Fuel and at Ignite DDS.